Good afternoon, Ms. Kraft. Can you please state and spell your full name for the record? I can. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Jessica Kraft, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, last name K-R-A-F-T. Very good. And do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Very good. Uh, now, Ms. Kraft, I understand that you're here today because you were terminated as a result of your employer's vaccine mandate. That's correct. Very shortly, I'll ask you to explain the circumstances leading up to your termination. But first, can you please just describe um, a little bit about yourself, your, your age, your uh, education, and your position with your employer at the start of the pandemic? Okay. Um, 31. I'm a mom of two. Uh, I started um, at Canadian Blood Services in 2013. I was trained on the job. Uh, it was a mix of classroom training and on-the-job training for about six weeks. Um, I really enjoyed the job as well. Can you tell us what your position with the Canadian yeah. Blood Services was? Yes, I was a donor care associate. Um, I was the person to um, insert your needle into your arm if you needed to donate. I also did some screening procedures as well. Very good. Now, uh, when did you say you were hired for this position? Uh, October 13th, 2013. And I understand that before the pandemic actually started, you went on maternity leave, is that correct? Yes, I had my second daughter um, December 2019. And right after that is when things in the world started to change. Right. So how long was your maternity leave? I was on um, leave until March of 2021. So you did return to work uh, in March of 2021, is that right? Yes, I did. So at that point, what, what safety protocols were, were then in place to help you continue to do your job? Well, at the point um, of my return, we were um, mask mandated. Uh, all of the staff and donors were expected to wear masks within the facility to donate blood. Um, there was also social distancing protocols, uh, certain wellness checkpoints. Donors had to um, be sure they were in good health before coming in to donate. So what, what other changes did you observe from your, from your work uh, starting from before the pandemic to your return in, in uh, the spring of 2021? Well, um, when I started, first started at Canadian Blood Services, it was a really fun place to work. I felt really supported. Um, we had a really good uh, team. Um, I guess the, the biggest changes that I saw prior to me coming back, and I wasn't there, but I had heard from other people, is the changing in, in management. Also, the change in um, labeling Canadian Blood Services as a, a biologics manufacturing company rather than a not-for-profit organization. Okay. And what about the donors? Did you notice uh, any differences in the types of people who were donating blood or the frequency or what can you speak to there? Well, I would say that there was um, a push for first-time donors, um, but the donating community um, pretty reliable, um, happy, uh, but some of the changes within the clinic for the donors specifically was that they weren't allowed to bring in family members or friends or their children. Um, they weren't allowed to eat or drink after their donation, which is 
pretty crucial to recovering properly. So they wouldn't be allowed to sit with anyone. Um, it was kind of very rigid and sterile environment. Did you observe any adverse effects from not being able to give them some juice or some cookies, which I understand is typical after donating blood? Definitely, yeah. There was an increase in donor reactions. Uh, and what does that mean? Um, well, if somebody doesn't eat or drink before donating blood, sometimes they can uh, feel faint or pass out. Okay. Um, in terms of, of uh, inserting the IVs, did you mm -hmm. notice any, any, did you have any difficulties? Were there increased safety precautions taken uh, regarding the handling of blood? What can you tell us about that? There really wasn't anything different about my specific job and the way we collected blood. I understand that sometime in 2021, your employer announced that uh, a vaccine mandate would be implemented within the organization. Uh, when was that? The official notice uh, came September 1st of 2021, although uh, throughout the summer, uh, there was definitely a lot of talk about it. When I had returned from maternity leave, it didn't take long for me to be asked, even in front of, <clears throat> pardon me, in front of colleagues in front of donors, so when are you getting your shot? Uh, and what specifically were the requirements of the mandate? What did the, your employer's mandate require you to do to comply with, with the mandate? So uh, I was required to first attest my vaccine status, my personal health, health information. Um, after that, we were supposed to be a fully vaccinated workforce by the late fall. They never gave us specific dates at that time. It was kind of like, we want you to attest your status and we'll go from there. Uh, did the mandate allow for any exemptions or exceptions to being fully vaccinated? It did. There was uh, an option for a medical or religious exemption. Um, when I had spoken to my doctor in regards to that, um, my doctor really didn't want to go through with that. She said that even if she were to sign an exemption for me, um, it would have to be cleared by other doctors in order for it to be deemed And so was eligible. your, pardon me, was nope. your understanding that uh, if you applied or asked for an exemption, it, it would not be granted? Correct. Okay. Um, what was your response to the announcement of this policy? Hmm. I think I was, I, I knew it was coming but it really devastated me because um, firstly, I enjoyed what I did there, um, politics aside, of course, but uh, yeah, I was pretty devastated to know that I would, I would ultimately be faced with this hard decision. So specifically, what part of the mandate did you object to? Well, I didn't, I didn't, I guess, I objected to all of it, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> okay. Um, you, did you object to the information requirements? Did you object to being vaccinated? Uh, what, what uh, were your objections? Basically, my standpoint was is that um, according to the Personal Health Information Act, I wasn't required to attest my personal health information to my employer um, after they had um, asked me to and, and deem me not vaccinated because I didn't attest. 
They, they then wanted me to rapid test um, for the last few weeks of my employment, which I also declined. And, and why did you decline to participate in the rapid testing? Well, I didn't think it was a good precedent to, to set against somebody to, like, it wasn't private. None of it was private. They wanted me to speak to somebody I'd never spoken to at work to get rapid test kits from. Um, it just all didn't seem very private at all. Now, obviously, you're in a, a position where you're collecting and handling blood and interacting with donors. Um, at any point in your previous employment with the employer, had you been required to obtain a specific vaccine? No, we were never um, mandated to get any other vaccines before. Um, they had wanted us to get Hep A, Hep B vaccines. It was never enforced, never had to prove it. So there was no requirement to be vaccinated for hepatitis at all. It was That's merely correct. encouraged. Is that right? Right. Okay. Very good. Uh, have you generally received other vaccines? I understand that your employer wasn't requiring you to get them, but mm -hmm. have you generally obtained vaccines? I would say up until COVID, I didn't really have vaccines on my radar at all. I, I wasn't opposed to them. I didn't really... Had, think about it too much. Did you receive all of your childhood vaccines? Or, I believe I did, yeah. Okay, you're up to date as far as you know on your other as vaccines as, I know. as an adult. Uh, you've, you've mentioned that you're a mother. Have you chosen to vaccinate your children at that point? Uh, at that point, yes. Okay. So you've mentioned that you did initially try to speak with your doctor about uh, the possibility of obtaining an exemption. Um, can you go into a little bit more detail about the, the conversation that you had with your doctor and uh, your understanding as to whether or not you actually would be eligible to even ask for uh, an exemption? Yeah, um, well, I guess I had gone in to see her for just a normal checkup. I had mentioned to her that these Mandates were coming forward for uh, healthcare workers, and um, she really—I don't know—it seemed to be dodgy the entire thing. She just kind of dodged my questions and concerns, really rushed me along, and I told her that I had an opportunity to get a medical exemption, and if I could have one for my specific condition, um, she checked my heart and told me that I didn't have the condition I had been diagnosed with my whole life. So I thought it was kind of really strange that she would say that. Sorry, that just, just to clarify, yeah. uh, you did have a pre-existing condition, is that right? Yes, I have a functional heart murmur. You've, okay, and uh, you spoke about this murmur with your doctor and she yes. was still unwilling to consider writing you a letter of exemption, is that's, that right? That's correct. She made it seem like even if she did, that there would be plenty of other doctors after her to sign off on this exemption, that it wouldn't be deemed. That it wouldn't be accepted by your correct. employer, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you express uh, or discuss your concerns about the mandates with your employers or any direct supervisors? Yes, I did. I tried my best to um, submit any questions I had to my immediate supervisor, my management, doctors within the organization I worked for. I tried every, everyone I could. Okay. 
And what was your employer's response? Basically silence, to be honest with you. I got a lot of blanket statements. Seemed like the emails were just copy and pasted, you know. It wasn't really heartfelt. There was no personality in their responses at all or, or any concrete information to solidify that what they were doing was right. Now, I, I think you've mentioned that when you return to work, your coworkers or asked in front of donors or other staff members whether or not you intended to be vaccinated. Uh, did you indicate at that point that you did not? No, I, I kind of changed the subject. It was a really awkward moment for me because um, in my private life, I perhaps was outspoken about this vac vaccine shot. Um, but at work, I tried to keep it as professional as possible. It really caught me off guard that I was asked this in front of colleagues and donors. Did, did this issue affect your relationship with your coworkers and your employers? I believe it did. In what ways? I just didn't know who I could trust completely. Uh, now, I understand at some point you received a notice of termination. Can you describe the circumstances that led up to receiving that notice? Yes. Um, I'm just retracing my steps here. October, um, I, October 15th, two days after, or sorry, I should back up a little bit. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and I got a phone call from my manager, and she told me that I wouldn't be allowed to come into work on the following Monday. The following Monday was uh, Thanksgiving Monday. She told me that um, because I did not attest my status and I did not comply with the rapid testing that I would not be welcome on the premises after October 11th. Um, that phone call was really hard to get. I, I asked for that confirmation in an email. She declined that offer. She did not want to send it to me in writing. I cleared it with my union and they told me to not go into work. Um, I was on unpaid leave of absence where they had told me they would send me um, an education package of some kind to better inform me on these decisions of the policy and whatnot. I never received that. Then um, I think it was a couple days before my termination, I, I submitted a notice of liability form to my employer and uh, went to work um, to go and get my belongings from my locker. Um, and everyone was so shocked that I was there. It was kind of alarming. It was like, whoa, it's okay. I'm just here to get my stuff. But in a way, it was kind of like I was being pushed out and not welcome. It, it wasn't feeling very welcome. And you've, you've mentioned that you raised this issue with your union. Um, were you able to lodge a complaint through your union uh, regarding this matter? Yes, after I was terminated, I requested to uh, file a grievance. Um, I was in an arbit or hopeful ar arbitration case, hopefully, um, actually as of yesterday. Okay, the matter was supposed to go to arbitration Correct. as far as you were aware? Yes. And, and what is the current status of your complaint? Yesterday I was told that I will not be going to arbitration. I will receive no severance pay. I wasn't eligible to collect EI 
Um, and I won't be reinstated either. I won't get my job back. And the mandates are still in effect. Have you looked for other employment since your termination? No, uh, on and off I have. Nothing serious. Uh, I found this silver lining out of all of it to be able to be home with my two children. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, subject to any question that the commissioners have, that concludes my questions. Thank you for your testimony. Uh, a couple of questions. So in terms of being a phlebotomist, did uh, Canadian Blood Services train you in that position? Yes, they did. And did you sign your paperwork when you came in that you would uh, agree to code of conduct, et cetera, that most employees would sign at Canadian Blood Services? Yes. And did they change that uh, when you went back from maternity leave, did they actually change the terms of your employment? No. And did the union address that? No. And do you know if the uh, mandates coming down were from the province to Canadian Blood Services regionally, like in Winnipeg, or did they come from head office in head, Ottawa? It was head office in Ottawa. And did head office, the human resources person there, did they clarify any of this in writing, the changes that they were making to your employment contract that I guess wasn't in there in the first place? No. And in terms of, you said that it had become a manufacturing plant, so was it still, um, as opposed to a nonprofit, you know, that, that balance that we have at Canadian Blood Services, so is it still monitored by FDA and Health Canada, or is it just strictly as a manufacturing, blood manufacturing um, facility? Uh, monitored by Health Canada only? To my knowledge, it is only Health Canada. Okay. And um, you mentioned about the, the sterilization. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, the sterilization, the idea that everything had become sterile as an environment and donors were no longer allowed to have their cookies and their drinks. I'm just wondering, is it a bigger picture? Were you feeling that before you went in from the community level, just what was happening in mandates in Winnipeg, as opposed to just when you walked into work, the former fun place, that it had just become so sterile that it just didn't seem appealing anymore? Um, I, think, I think the changes began in the community well before I went back to work. I think I was aware of these changes coming down and happening within the clinic for quite some time. Um, Nonetheless, it was still pretty unfortunate to, to see the, the donating community dwindle and also to be not as satisfied with their donation experience, not as comfortable. And when uh, donors had to sit alone and they weren't, um, they didn't have anybody, like they usually have volunteers or somebody who would be watching them for that 15 minute period to make sure yes. there's no incidents. Were there incident reports filed on donors when they didn't or when they had reactions? or they fainted, or any of those things that happen sometimes? Typically, if it was a severe reaction, it would have to be documented, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I would just like to say one more thing before we wrap up. Please do. I, I would like to say that um, throughout all of this, like I had mentioned before, the, the benefits of all of this is 
that I was able to stay home with my children, but I know that many Canadians can't say the same. I know that a lot of Canadians were met with the decision of making this choice or losing their job, their livelihood, their homes. So I'm, I'm here for that reason today. Well, on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, we would like to thank you for being here today. Thank you so much.